time, and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's welcome our guest today, uh, the fabulous Gladys Blum. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, we usually try to just dive right in about uh, what is it that you do? Yeah. What I do is I sell homes yes, <laughs> and have done it now for 45 years and absolutely love it. Mm, that's, that's awesome. When did you like get the bug to get into that business or, you know, we were living in the Bay area in California. And at that time I was doing accounting, uh, which is the one thing I went to college for and doing books for a real estate broker and, well, when I wrote the checks for the brokers, I thought, ooh, maybe I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So, well, what a great skill, though, to, to in the real estate or mortgage business to have that, you know, those numbers and the detail understanding of, of that. Uh, uh, I was in the mortgage business back in the day and had our, my own little shop or whatever, but you don't, you didn't want me doing the processing of the loans because I'm not that hyper detail guy, right? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and I'm sure you have a team of people that help, you know, yes. push those things along and all that. So, yeah. How about childhood? What did that look like? So I was born in a little town called Lake Fork, Idaho, kind of in between McCall and Donley. And um, as I have mentioned, after I was born, the population increased to 40. It was very <laughs> small. <laughs> wow. And I um, lived on a farm, the typical 160-acre farm, and um, um, it was interesting life. Um, it was a Finnish community, if you know anything about Finns. Uh, they always have a sauna, and they always, you know, have big gatherings where people just come in, and it's a spread of food, and it was a it was a fun life growing up. Yeah. And I can say, like a lot of people my age, that I walked to school in the snow, <laughs> <laughs> uphill both ways. Yeah. And, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, looking back at childhood, what's something that as a grown-up now, uh, looking back, you were surprised by? Maybe. Oh, I guess I i don't know if I'm surprised by it, but my uh, parents were um, very strong Christians, and they never missed church, even if we had to load up the tractor and wagon. We always went to church, and mm. uh, now I think it's, you know— COVID, whatever, you know, we stay home. Yeah. <laughs> and they never miss church. And I, I appreciated that faithfulness that they had. And um, hmm. it was a good life. Yeah. So you went to like elementary, mid high, and high school down in that area? So my, uh, my elementary school was uh, six grades in one room. And probably four or five in each grade, so the teacher just went down the row. And, <laughs> and uh, when there was snow, we skied to school. There was never a stay home if there yeah. was snow. Snow day. What's a snow day? <laughs> no. Yeah. And then um, seventh and eighth grade, 
was middle school and then high school. My, I had three brothers. My older brother quit high school as a sophomore. He would not go back to school. And my parents just panicked, like, what do we do this with this boy? <laughs> and they were in church and opened up the evangel and read about a Christian boarding school in Canyonville, Oregon. Hmm. And so they said, would you go there if we sent you? And he said, I will go there only if my sister goes with me. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. There you go. I started high school, left the farm. They dropped me off uh, in Canyonville. And here I am just sitting on the steps wondering what next. But it turned out to be the best four years of my life. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, some of the some of the best things that happened to us weren't always uh, voted on by us, so to speak. Right? right. I mean, circumstances happens and we pivot and adjust. And then, you know, as we looking back, I feel like that's sometimes we can see the breadcrumbs that lead us to, exactly. to where, where we should be instead of where we were. Uh, that's where I met my husband. We graduated together. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You've been married a couple of years now. Oh, about... <laughs> <laughs> We just celebrated our 60th. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, in your industry, you've been at it a long time. What's one of the biggest changes you've seen uh, in the real Ooh. estate industry? <laughs> real estate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing changes in the real yeah. estate industry, no, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I started here, I started in California and then moved here uh, shortly after. And... Um, while I was going to real estate school, I worked for the state in budget and management and made up my mind that that would never be my career. <laughs> and then um, started real estate and again, and uh, that was in 78. Uh, as you know, the interest, interest rates, rates were real low. 18%. <laughs> <laughs> People cry about six and I'm thinking, And lots of um, foreclosures going on. And it was a tough time to start here because, um, you know, you had to work foreclosures. And and the only way a seller could sell was own or carry. And that's Mm. what we that's what we did. And so um, that's how it started. And real estate has always been like this. I mean, just when you enjoy the fast moving it abundance <laughs> yeah so but i've enjoyed it because i you never know what each day is going to bring yeah yeah, yeah that's good sometimes each of us may or may not have routines in our life whether that's each day or things we really are regimented about in a week or whatever do you have but one or two of those maybe that you can think of um early riser okay um i I'm addicted to books, yes. so I do a lot of reading. I usually do 100 books a year, and wow. I love it. So I have reading time, uh, coffee time, exercise. Uh, so I always tell my team, don't book me before 9, ever. <laughs> the only one that books me before 9 is Dick Withnell. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But anyway. You hear that, Mr. Uh, Whitnell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I do like my mornings at home. And as far as my day, you go to the office and you have no clue what your day is going to bring. I mean, you could be totally clear of appointments and suddenly get booked. Mm. So there's – and I, I am available when my clients need me, so I don't really uh, book time off unless it, there's nothing to do. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a, a team. There's – you know, as you get – larger in an organization, people specialize or whatever. Yeah. Is there uh, advice out there in, in delegating or, or, you know, in, in uh, yeah, creating opportunities that you could think of? Well, my, one of my favorite brokers, Dan Chandler, I don't know if you remember him, mm. but he, um, he was one of my first brokers and he called me in his office and he said, Gladys, you are great in the field, but you suck at paperwork. Get some help. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't I, sugarcoat it, Dan. Just tell me how you really <laughs> feel. Right. <laughs> so I hired my first first teammate to do, um, you know, paperwork for me and marketing, and and that was the beginning of my team. And uh, later on, I added on, you know, a couple buyers agents to help me show property and uh, a marketing person and transaction take take from the sale to close. And so I've been that way for ever now. Yeah, and for for our listeners who may not really uh, understand much about the real estate business, besides you know uh, that a home is worth money, but. In your industry, it's pretty much 100% commission. So thinking back to you, when you, you don't know what the week-to-week and month-to-month holds, uh, it really takes a step of faith and risk to bring on somebody to your team. It adds, Absolutely. okay, i got to make even more per month, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? So I uh, just applaud you for, for those bold uh, you know, thoughts and decisions that not all folks are willing or able to make. Yeah, yeah. It's do what your passion is. Right. You know, my passion is to be with sellers and walk them through the sale of their most, their biggest asset. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What about, so that's what you're passionate about right now. What about the first thing you remember being passionate about as a kid? I was driven. I was so driven to be first in everything. If I (laughs) couldn't be first in it, I wouldn't do it. And in school, it drove me to be the valedictorian of high school. Yeah. Every job, I wanted to be the best. And it happened when I got into real estate, too. I was yep. so driven that I wanted to be number one, not mm-hmm. only in Salem, but <laughs> the yeah. whole, whole world. Yes. But it, it was a driving thing that was probably not good because it just made me really work hard. and. <laughs> Well, any any strength, right? If if overextended becomes a weakness exactly. for us, right? You know, I often think about my p- three sons and them sitting at home at the dinner table, and I'm still at work. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to I had to accomplish what I went there to do. You know, mm. sure, yeah. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. I love to ask this question of of our uh, guests, like if uh, what's something that an idea, a process, a system that basically we ripped off, right? You know, there's, there, you know, you just uh, copied and applied, right? Or can you think of one or so that uh, that come to mind? Great ideas in your industry that you're like, yeah, I need to do that. And 
Oh, yeah. From the very beginning, I I was really into every webinar. Well, they weren't webinars and they were <laughs> live ones, but just to learn one thing so I could practice it. And so, you know, at my age, seeing all the new things happening now, I can't keep up with it. I mean, it's it's changed from person to person to yeah. high tech, DocuSign. You know, we have to do it. That's the way of the game. Yep. And so um, that's been tough, but somehow we managed to carry on. But I totally prefer the face to face. Yep, relational I, stuff. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, as we get older, uh, the trap is that we just do what we've always done, right? It yeah. takes energy. To, yeah, totally. to continue to to evolve yourself, so to speak, right? And and to learn one of the things you pointed out was uh, learning or reading, yeah, right? And right. Uh, I'm not saying that our listeners have to now read a hundred books uh, a year, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but I try for at least two a month, right? Good and so job. you know, and uh, and and I certainly listen to some podcasts of people who I admire the way they lead and so on. And so I think, you know, if you're done learning, you're done leading. You know? Absolutely. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. The end is just around the corner for yeah. you. you know? And it's so, changing. Yes. It changes all the time. Every year our forms change. So we got to go through and learn that again. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I totally commend you on the 100 books thing. My friend recently posted, she keeps track of all of her reading each year, and she read a, she she posted her total of 28,000 pages, Whoa, which I is like 78 that. pages a day. And oh, I was like, I love that. Well, wow. that's kind of a cool way to look at it, because yeah. she looked at each book that she read and how many pages, because it's oh, like, some people cool. read smaller books, bigger books, and she was like, this is how many pages I read. And, and I don't cool. read off of a laptop. Yeah. It's a so it's pages. Physical pages. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I keep the books. I mean... I've got a library that's floor to ceiling books. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. It's, be, it's impressive. Yeah. yeah I I, I kind of hybrid back and forth because uh, for me, if it's more of a, oh, well, a learning book or whatever, then I sometimes will also buy the Kindle version so yeah. that I can highlight because being able to search is, you know, I is so know. much that's better, true. you know, but, but there is no substitute no. for having a good book in your hand. That's and, so you know. true. That's yeah. why a lot of my school books were on Kindle so I could like search for the things I needed to look oh, up really quick. That's true. And then my like reading books, personal reading books are usually physical. So um, yeah, that's good. When, uh, you know, you've you've been operating in leadership a long time, and uh, when did you first see yourself or recognize leadership in yourself? Uh, before we even moved to California, I I don't recognize leadership. I want to get involved with children, hmm. and I started uh, in California in children's church. Um, they didn't have one. And I don't know why, but so I started that, and <clears throat> that shortly after that, the um, Sesame Street came on, and I thought, wow, that's what I need for children's church. And so I got really into puppet ministry yeah. and had a team. We're still in touch. From <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> they're all grandmas. And then when I came here, I— uh, was listening to the radio, and I heard Sam Skillern talking about Salem Leadership Foundation and Fantastic Fridays. And I thought, whoa, puppets. I could teach those kids puppetry. So that's how I linked with Sam and okay. soon got onto his board. Yeah, I think that was the beginning of getting into leadership mm-hmm. and mainly 
the leadership I wanted was to do with children. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so important, right? It's our next generations and, uh, yeah. and there's core things that hopefully we're passing down that never change. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'd say that, uh, you know, the, the message we don't change, but the method we go about it does. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah. How about, uh, are you a music person, like listening to music? Do you play any instruments? I listen to the radio. I'm on the, in the car a lot, yeah. so it's just listening. I uh, have, I do know how to play the piano, but not, I'm not an expert. Wouldn't call you, a, you wouldn't call yourself no. a pianist. No. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. That's good. Yeah. Um, speaking of knocking down a bunch of something like reading, uh Spotify has this thing at the end of the year that uh, gives oh. you a printout of yeah. like what you did and how many hours and blah blah blah. And so like uh, Alyssa here, one year, a couple years ago, had it was ninety three thousand. Yeah, it was like ninety three thousand minutes, which was like three and a half hours a day. Which, to be fair, I could do better than that, you know. But <laughs> she, she goes, I could have listened to more. I could have like, four hours. Oh, that's interesting. Know. I've yeah. never thought about timing it. It's yeah, it's yeah. a lot like the book pages thing, but how many minutes? Of, of music, so uh, yeah. Fun. When I'm driving, I don't want to listen to podcasts or news. Mm. I want music. It mm. kind of calms you, especially if I'm driving to an appointment or whatever. I want to be calmed. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes good sense. Um, John Teague, who who is uh, the president, uh, president, the chief of police here in Kaiser. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about when he drives, uh, he doesn't have anything on. Oh, it's very interesting. You know, he. He gets a lot of thought and thinking done, you know, mm. which that makes sense, you know. And, uh, I don't know too many people. Most of us are either, you know, listening to music or a podcast right. or something. I get that I don't listen to a podcast unless it's a long drive, a longer drive, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, because you're also learning. There ain't exactly. no way to write it down. And, I you know. know so, that's so true. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. Um, let's see. I think I asked you this question, but maybe in a, in a different way. What advice would you give your 20-something self uh, looking back from where you're at today? Uh, or maybe it's also uh, to, to younger folks in general. You know, I would say to uh, never give up. And the thing that Dan Chandler told me and over and over was do the right thing. No matter what the cost is, do the right thing. And that's always been my philosophy, too, because even if you walked away without getting paid a dime, you want to make sure you did the right thing. And um, as far as advising me as a 25-year-old, I was... uh, I was pretty aggressive then and, and probably um, haven't changed much. I mean, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's that Finnish aggression. Yeah. What's it called? Sisu? Susi? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Determination. Determination. There you go. Yeah. What, um, what about what advice do you have for people on taking care of themselves, like mentally or physically, occupationally? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really worry about diet. I just eat what I like. So <laughs> no there advice go. there. And I uh, um, exercise. I, I just do the treadmill at, at this time of my life and keeps me going. Um, I would say keep, keep being involved. 
you know, if there's <laughs> things in your community you can do, get involved. Mm. And that's been the best thing here is people get involved and make it happen. And I've seen it over and over with something that you think is impossible becomes possible mm. when when you just get together and talk about it and and uh, work on it. So, yeah, along that lines, you've you've been uh, involved in the community for a very long time, uh, supported a lot of great things. We appreciate uh, your guys' support of what we do. And uh, what advice would you give to a young person trying to find a connectivity to the community? I would say talk to leaders, find out what they do. And if it clicks with you, you should follow it, you know, find out from that person who and how you can get involved. Mm. And it was like talking with Sam and getting me involved with Salem Leadership Foundation, which then got me involved with Family Building Blocks for 25, no, 15 years with them. And then I got into the Chambers Leadership Youth for about 10, 15 years, and then got involved with a Marion County Commission and Family, Family yeah. and Children. So it was just my passion, and you get involved in it. Mm -hmm. Something that um, along that lines, when I went to Corbin University, they had a service day that they did on MLK, MLK Day because we had that day off, and you got to choose a, 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 between a bunch of these different, like Salem Leadership Foundation is almost exactly. always one of them, and a bunch of other organizations. You go and you kind of get a taste for what that organization does, and a lot of the people who volunteered on that day ended up being regular like people who volunteered exactly. with those organizations because especially when you're going to sometimes colleges are kind of like a closed group and so then like it's hard to reach out into the community exactly. and so having those ways to kind of like open those doors gives you an idea on what people do and what you what you're interested in because there's almost always somebody so a nonprofit that's doing something that you're passionate about whether it's puppetry ministry or if it's music or if it's you know landscaping there's you know there's someone out there doing something similar to your gift set that you can serve and use those skills and develop them even further so that's awesome yeah the puppetry ministry was huge with me and that's why i went into real estate so i would have more time yeah <laughs> but but we did so much here for the community and i had a, several teams here and we traveled to Mexico, we traveled to Colorado, you know, just everywhere doing this ministry. And it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, serving others and serving your community, uh, there's something in us that that's rewarding to us for sure. But uh, uh, to our listeners, I would just say, like, do get involved. There is a ton of opportunities uh, out there. Um, uh, the things that you might have some passion or you think uh, I've always told our kids, listen, if uh, if you're going to complain, then you should be a part of the solution. And if you're not going to be a part of the solution, then let's not complain, right? So, so true. There's, uh, we live in, in one of the best places on the planet, the Willamette Valley and all that, but we still got lots of work to do. Yes. So if, yeah. you're, if you're a listener and you got an extra two to five hours a week um, – Look some stuff up. Get on Google. You can reach out to us. We we partner with uh, a ton of other nonprofits and other things out there to uh, to help make things happen. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at now, what what's one of the biggest challenges you think you face, whether that's professionally or culturally or you know something like that? Oh, 
I don't know of any challenges I face. I just uh, really enjoy life. And um, I just read this quote from one of my realtor, real estate mentors, and he said, there's three things you need in life today. You need a wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone <laughs> to just take life Gosh, you know, and cool. enjoy it because that's my goal. I, I, every morning I just want to help someone, you know, whatever it is, if it's just a word, if it's just a phone call, if it's just meeting, I just want to help someone in yeah. some way. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think uh, get involved in your community um, when you're doing those things. Typically, you, you know, your resources and those other things just magically, uh, you yeah. know, come along with it, right? You That's true. Never get tired of doing good, right? And like what you had said, that I, um, you said just try to do the right thing. Yes. You know, always. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I would agree. I, I call it taking the high road, right? There's uh, plenty yeah. of times in your life and maybe in my life where maybe we've been wronged or, or whatever, but uh, I've chosen the high road and it, in the long run it ticked tends to work out. <laughs> tends yes, to work out. it always so, does. If yeah. you take the high road. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Gladys, thanks so much uh, for sharing time with us. Uh, what do you got, Alyssa? Yeah, I was going to say thank you, Gladys, for joining us. And thank you, listeners, for listening along with us. You can listen to our new episodes air live on KSLM every Saturday at 11 a.m. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring. <laughs>